0: Everybody, welcome to Socks on Tap Sunday Funday. I'm Johnny Nani. Joined today by Tony Marchese, Tony Week of Spring Training Games in the Books. Uh, you sound like you had a good time today. Um, how, how, how's it hanging, man? It's hanging
1: well, Johnny. I'm I'm very happy. This was uh, it's probably the best day so far in 2020 for me because first day I've gotten to actually sit through an entire baseball game. First day I've gotten to fire up the grill. And first day, I got to just hang out outside and 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 watch White Sox baseball, and it, it wound up being a White Sox winner. Johnny, I don't know better way to spend a Sunday.
0: No, yeah, yeah I, I'm totally with you on that. Um, I weather was beautiful today, like you said, it was like you know like mid like 50s, which um, is ridiculous. I went out in shorts today for the first time in like forever, probably since like October maybe. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the weather was nice, uh, like you had said. Sox winner, baby. Um, I pulled one out at Anaheim down uh, in Tempe and then uh you know like you'd said you can't go wrong grilled meats and beer and shit
1: yeah uh dude it's it's phenomenal you know i love just uh cooking some burgers or brats or whatever it is out on the driveway on the grill and uh, i've got the tv in the garage and uh a full fridge of beer and and this was the first time this year i've gotten to utilize that that little setup um it, it you need the warm weather and it's finally here man I'm I'm hoping that this warm weather sticks around for the rest of March because mm. we get a day like today for opening day. Man, the beers are gonna be flowing in lot B. It's just gonna be a beautiful day for White Sox baseball. And that's what I'm hoping for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you text me something? It was probably like, you know, like two weeks ago now. But you know, obviously I don't have the forecast up like to the day um that far ahead. But you had texted me something that said that uh, March was predicted to be um, warmer than average, correct? So I
1: did, I, I follow the, uh, like the, the, the forecast trends, especially around right now, just tr- trying to figure out what, what it's going to be like for opening day. And that was from weather.com. And then, um, I did tweet this, uh, last weekend when I was down in Atlanta, I woke up. It was one of the, like the first notifications I had gotten in the morning. I think it was like last Sunday. And they had pulled those predictions back and said, now we're supposed to get cold weather in March. And I mean, we could get into this. We could get into this. But there's only one weather guy that I trust. You know who that is? Uh, Tony Twista. Tony Twista, for sure. But, uh, you know, at first, you are correct. They did say on weather.com we were going to get an above average March. Very excited about that. Then they pulled it back last week and said, nope, Chicagoland's going to be freezing. And now we're getting this stretch of warm weather. So I don't know what to think probably going to have to call up tony twista and figure out what we're actually going to get
0: yeah all right so we'll we'll uh, let tony twista update uh, us on that as the date approaches uh when we're getting close to real white Sox baseball back in chicago but um before we get into this you know like i said i mentioned that we have a week of spring training games in the books we're going to cover some trends uh from those over this first week of action but before that uh, make sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com dot for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us at socks tap and at ontap on Twitter. Uh, tap sportsnet is also on Instagram, uh, same handle, and Facebook, uh, same backslash. So. Uh, go and do that. And then if you enjoy it, socks on tap, uh, tell your friends, tell your family. And uh, we would really appreciate it if you subscribe, rate, review. Um, Tony, I believe last uh, time you and me were on the mic together, you had said that uh, people uh, write up a review, five star review and, uh, you know, say something funny or whatever uh, about the show in their review and screenshot it. Reply to us on Twitter with it. Um, we'll be throwing out some free koozies on opening weekend then.
1: Absolutely. Free koozies. You meet us in lot B. We'll hook you up. Give us yep. that give us that rate and review, and we'll hook you up with a free on-tap sports snack koozie, Uh to keep your beer
0: nice and cold and your hand nice and warm when you're in the park. Yep. Beautiful. All right, let's get into it, Tone. Uh, first week of games in the books, as I had mentioned. Uh, the White Sox are 5-3-1. and one. I'll run down quickly what happened here, and then we can talk about some general trends. Uh, they got rained out. Buzz and I talked about it. We recorded it last week, Sunday, Funday. Got rained out on that uh, first Saturday, the 22nd, when there was supposed to be a game. Um, I believe it was supposed to be against the Diamondbacks. But anyway, that got washed. Uh, you know, they just canceled them down there. Uh, no time to make them up. So uh, then their first game actually ended up being on Sunday, uh, where they were visiting the Reds. That was a 7-2 to winner, a good way to kick off the spring. Uh, on Monday, the 24th, uh, it was a 2-2 tie against the Dodgers in the Battle of Camelback Ranch. Tuesday, the 25th, it was a split squad game. Uh, One went really uh, well, and one went really poorly. So uh, the the squad that visited the Indians lost 10-2, took a shellacking, as Buzz would say, and you would say. And then uh, the squad at home, I believe that ended up being a walk-off winner, uh, 4-3 against the Giants, so that was cool to see. Uh, Wednesday was uh, the 26th, excuse me, Wednesday the 26th was a 7-6 loss at the Royals. Thursday, the 27th, 6-5 win versus the Mariners. Friday, the 28th, 8-3 win versus the Indians. Always good to be a division rival. Don't matter if it's spring training. And then uh, Saturday, the 29th, uh, 7-6 to loss at the Rangers. And then today, uh, the one where you'd said you were growing out and watching in your garage, uh, that was an 8-7 winner at the Angels. Nice big inning to help bolster them in that one. So, um, Tony, general trends here, general thoughts overall, uh, and then we'll get into standout strugglers and injuries.
1: Hey, I don't care if it's spring training. I don't care if these games are quote unquote meaningless. Winning is cool and tough. That socks on tap rule. Number one, right there. Winning is cool and tough five, three and one on the week. I'm taking that in the first week of spring training. Winning is contagious. Build the winning culture. You hear all those cliches. That's what you want to see. This team doing is winning ball games five, three and one in the first week of spring training. I think they've jumped out there and, and, and done some really, really good stuff. And we've seen a lot of good things, from some of these guys, who probably aren't going to be on the on, on the on the major league roster, mm-hmm. but they're getting the job done, and that's what you want to see across every level of White Sox baseball. You want to see winning baseball. That's what we've done so far. Uh, we'll get into some of these individual names here, but I- I'm very impressed with what I've seen in, in the first week. How about you?
0: Yeah, uh, Tone, Just to piggyback off of your point a little bit, uh, you talk about you know obviously Sox on Tap Rule number one. Uh, winning is cool and tough. Uh, totally on board with that. Um, good to do it whenever. Uh, I, I know people say spring training results don't matter, and they do not. But, you know, like you would said, build that winning culture. And uh, another thing that you had mentioned uh, was guys that, you know, probably aren't going to be on the big league r- roster, a lot of minor league players. Um, it, it's cool to see them all come together and band together for a win. Like, you know, after a walk-off, they are all, like, celebrating on the field. Like, you know, they all go out and mob the guy who had the game-winning hit. I think that's pretty cool, and it just uh, shows an organizational togetherness. Uh, and I like that. You know, you get guys that are, some of them will be playing. At single A this year, some of them will be playing at double A, some triple A, some at the big league level, uh, all getting it the job done together. Uh, so, I think that is a key uh, takeaway. And then, um, some bombs too. We've seen some bombs, I think that was good. I, I like the infusion of power. Uh, we love dingers. I, like I said uh, from Socks on Tap the other day, uh, after Vaughn absolutely crushed one, uh, pulled it down the line. Uh, and I think Mercedes had homered earlier in that game too. They need fireworks at Camelback Ranch Town.
1: They do, they absolutely do. Um, I, I've never been down to Campbellback Ranch. I know you're, you're a frequenter uh, of spring training baseball, uh, Johnny, but I, I don't know if it's, if it would be the same to watch somebody go deep there and, and not have the fireworks at a White Sox home game. I, I don't know what we got to do to make this happen. Uh, I'll bring the fireworks down there myself. I think we're planning <laughs> a little trip next year. I'll bring the fireworks down there myself. I'll light them off as if that's what we have to do.
0: Yeah, Tony's going to get arrested behind the center field wall uh, outside of Camelback Ranch next year. So that should be some fun stocks on tap content. Um, Tony, as promised, though, uh, those are kind of our general thoughts on the week here. Um, I listed a few names. Feel free to add uh, or subtract any that you want here if you feel differently. But I'm just going to start. We'll start with we're going this uh, segment's going to be standouts, strugglers, and then injury report will be last. So uh, standouts, uh, when you're just looking at this, there are, you know, if people say spring training stats don't matter. They don't show up on a baseball card. Sure. Uh, But it's just what we have to go off of right now. So we're going to standouts right now. Nicky Delmonico, you wrote a cool article about him and that uh, new flow that may be a driving reason behind some of the early success here. Uh, Yerman Mercedes hitting bombs. Love to see it. Luis Robert showing off the speed. You know, he's hitting triples. uh, He's, you know, uh, make plays in center field. Um, Andrew Vaughn, he's showing some power as well. Uh, obviously that big one where I had mentioned uh, where they should have put off fireworks after Uh, was was a nice, uh, you know, pull shot down the line, showcasing his power, sitting back on a breaking ball. And then uh, on the pitching front, you know, uh, not a whole lot of the uh, go-to guys, not a whole lot of the major league guys are getting too much time yet, but of uh, the one game that he was in, Aaron Bummer, uh, really looked impressive wiping out a few and that stuff looks just as nasty as it was during the regular season last year. So standouts, go ahead, Don.
1: First off, I mean, the first name you mentioned, Nicky Delmonico, that flow, man, that's fucking cool and tough shit. Um, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. Uh, I think it's really cool that the organization like took another chance on this guy. Um, when he was released last year, you uh, kind of expected it. At least they let him get through his surgery. I don't know how, how medical plans work with this, but I, I'm, I know he had some surgery done and then he was released right after. So I'm sure the White Sox covered whatever it was for him. I thought that was a... a a class act move. I don't know if anybody's really kind of thought about that, but they, they could have released him before and just said, you know, whatever. Um, And then to sign him right back. Um, I know he doesn't have a spot in the 40 man right now. He gets the spring training invite and man, the dude, he, he looks like he's got something to prove, you know? And I think that that's, that's an awesome mindset coming in here because he doesn't have a guaranteed spot. He's, he's not part of this core. But he's been around this organization long enough to, you know, be recognized by fans and and actually continue to do some some good stuff on the ball field now that he's healthy. That's good to see. You know, you want you want to see that from him, especially when he was a fan favorite, what was it, back in 2016 or 2017, and then he kind of fell off a little bit and um, didn't get much of an opportunity last year just with, uh, you know, guys like Charlie Tilson, Ryan Cordell in the mix in the outfield and, you know, just kind of. Faded into the, into the back uh, of everybody's minds. Um, he's always been a good hitter, though, Johnny. I think he's been a good hitter. Solid, solid plate approach. Um, and you kind of see that flow through here uh, just with that new flow that he has. And I wrote a little bit of an article about it, um, you know, put something together. Uh, that, that flow has worked well in Chicago. Um, you know, just the examples that I provided with, uh, you know, guys that are over playing hockey and Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Patrick Sharp. You see that kind of, you know, that, that, that swagger a little bit with, with Nicky Delmonico early on in spring training here. Um, not sure he's the lead for the 26th man right now. Uh, but he's definitely making enough contention for it. Um, it's going to be weird, though, because there's there's a lot to play there in the outfield. We've got quite a few guys who probably are a little bit more deserving than Nicky Delmonico. Um, I don't know if you want to sound off on him before I go down the rest of them here.
0: No, I, I love the flow. I just want to comment on that because your article is titled Nicky Flow Monaco. And you can see it. It jets out the back of his helmet. I think it looks sweet. Um, I love a good flow. You know, we're big hockey guys over at Four Feathers. You know, it's kind of Brandon Saad reminiscent, uh, if you, you know, just with the color of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and how it just kind of shoots out the back of his helmet. Um, so I like that. And I've made it very clear on this podcast before. Uh, if you've listened to prior episodes of Socks on Tap, uh, I love the ridiculous excessive, uh, you know, hair and facial hair. Uh, Charlie Blackman probably being one of my favorites. Uh, that is literally, I mean, obviously, aside from being a good player, that's one of the reasons reasons why he's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, so I love it. I, I First of all, just on the look, I love it. Uh, hopefully Jerry's not, if he does end up being 26, man, uh better not make him trim it because that is definitely the secret sauce behind the success tone. So uh, I like that article that you wrote, uh, just to touch on that. But uh, other than that, I mean, approach looks good. I know it's spring training. And hitters usually have an advantage over these pitchers early on. Um, guys still working back into it, only getting, you know, they're not getting their normal uh, innings, obviously. So uh, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But like you'd said, the approach looks good and the way he's ripping the ball um I, the stat cast uh stuff isn't up like you know when you log on to baseball savant uh you know like you can track pretty much everything during regular season games that's not up for spring training obviously ballpark's not equipped with that technology but i'd be interested to see what his exit velocities and all that are uh because when he does you know rip a double on the line looks like he's hitting it pretty well so um i'm impressed so far i would probably uh, another guy that we're gonna talk about here probably shortly uh, i would guess the next name would put uh another guy in the 26 man spot right now but nicky delmonico good to See so him making a case for himself.
1: Yeah, and he's a guy that uh, even if he doesn't make this uh, this twenty six man roster right out of spring training, if uh, if there are injuries or there's you know anything out there that uh, you know you see a guy like Nomar Mazar struggle right out of the gate, I wouldn't mind throwing Nicky out there and, and right field and just seeing what we can do with it. Um, but like you said, there's another name that we got to talk about. And that's Yervin Mercedes. Um, this dude's absolutely crushing the ball. Yes. Um, he's got some swagger, um, himself too. When we talk about, you know, personality and guys, you want to see, uh, Yerman Mercedes is right there. Uh, posted a video of himself. Uh, I don't know if that was that a Modelo. He was yeah, I don't pouring know. all some, over some beer, some beer. It, that was, he had, it yeah. was some beer. Yeah. He was cracking them. He was cracking yeah. them. He, he, he was, he was having a good time. He's tweeted out. I'll see you soon. Chicago twice. This guy's got a ton of yeah, fucking he's, confidence right now. He's yeah, got a ton of confidence.
0: Yeah, uh, I, what I was just going to comment on that is, you know, he's he's made it public. And if you go on uh, uh, the White Sox talk account on Twitter, I believe they've tweeted out a few of the articles. I don't know if it was Chuck or Duber uh, that wrote him over there. But, you know, Mercedes has come out and said that I will be the 26th man. I, I like that confidence tone. I do. I I, I, I love it as well. Um, and he's hitting the shit out of the ball
1: um, right now. And it's really good to see. He's He's got a groove. He wants this. You can tell that he's just he wants to be on that major league roster, and I mean, he's a little bit older for a prospect. He's 27, 28 years old, um, and just, you know, it, this is kind of his his last shot at things. Now, I think what puts him at a disadvantage, though, Johnny, is the position he plays, catcher. Yes. You've yeah. signed Yasmani signed Grandal. You've got McCann as your backup. You've also got Zach Collins uh, waiting in the wings here. And there's questions about Zach Collins as well, but he kind of figures in as the as the fourth catcher here. I know uh, DJ uh, wrote a nice article about slotting Mercedes into the outfield. We've got a plethora of those guys, too. Uh, we're just talking about Nicky Delmonico, and that doesn't even include Mazzara, uh, Eloy, uh, Robert, Angle, um, and any of the other guys who are in the mix for outfield time as well, so... These are good problems to have right now. Like it's it's amazing that we're actually talking about like a bunch of guys that, you know, are are competing for roster spots and you know there's guys that are better than them here. Um, one thing I want to provide a, a counterpoint to here is that, you know, it, for as much as these guys have done, this is week one of spring training, and there have been people out there wondering why we've signed guys like Edwin Encarnacion when we have Jermyn Mercedes out there. And I, I just want to say. Johnny and I don't know if you fully agree with this or are going to disagree with this or what your your feelings are on the situation. God damn it, we finally signed somebody in the off season in Edwin Encarnacion, who's a proven MLB veteran who knows how to hit the long ball, who knows how to play this game. He was a great signing for this team. Just you know, he's he's played in this division with Cleveland. He he's he's a pure hitter. And yet we've got some people out there who are saying like, Oh, well, why, why aren't we given the chance to Yerman Mercedes? It's time to compete. You want a guy like Edwin and Carnacion hitting in your DH spot instead of Yerman Mercedes. That's just my opinion on this. Yeah, that- it's just my opinion on this. I, I, I don't like that mentality. We've, we've been through enough of the, let's see what this guy can do for the last five ten years. I want proven results and Edwin Encarnacion provides that. I don't care if he's got a stiff back. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a minute, but there is no way that I'm taking Yerman Mercedes on my roster and dumping Edwin Encarnacion. That's just stupid talk. I I don't understand it. It's I, I don't get that, that kind of notion that we're getting from, from some people in, in certain segments of, of Sox Twitter. I don't know who has said it. I, it's just been brought to my attention. I think, uh, one of our guys, uh, uh, Matt Chindel at Shy Sock Shins, uh, brought that up on Twitter the other day. I think Buzz was talking about it too. I don't know. I don't get that. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah. So this is you, you said someone brought it to your attention. You're bringing it to my attention. I didn't even know that was uh, swirling out there. But yeah. Uh, basically, I second what you said, man. Uh, time to compete. Time to get results. Edwin Encarnacion will get you results. Um, obviously, been mashing home runs for a long time. Proven. Uh, has been to the playoffs knows how to do it yeah uh no question i I, that should not even be a conversation so i'll i will leave it at that for my thoughts there um mercedes is a guy if he is a 26 man though tony uh he could be a great you know spell every once in a while if they're going to give a day off that's fine that's fine with me and then um if he comes off the bench to pinch hit uh that yeah. power can play that power can play so th- that's where i would uh, have it if he does end up being the 26 man just my thoughts so all right uh let's let's move on uh from that one here we're going to other standouts here uh luis roll back i can't even roll it <laughs> that's my best attempt at it i'm like wait save on this i'll give i'll
1: give it a go i'll give it a go luis Robert right there, there, there you go is. that's
0: a good one that's a good role yeah you and Buzz got to handle those responsibilities um I, I can type it out put all the R's or uh, our guy Austin Zick uh put the little you know this looked it up for us how to uh write it out or type it out and what's it's like the, a greater than R, less yeah. than sign right and around right the right R. R yeah yep. Yeah. So, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure to <laughs> have that going forward. But, uh, Luis Robert, man, uh, first of all, great to see him healthy. Uh, usually by this time, I think if we go back to our, that's so white Sox predicting those headline articles, um, I believe probably at some point here, uh, we ha- already had a Luis Robert injury and it hasn't happened. Yes. We love being proven wrong here, um, at socks on tap on stuff like that. So, uh, that's good. Health is good. Uh, and. But other than that, man, um, I'm loving the raw tools that this guy has. I'd mentioned that triple uh, that he hit. Uh, I forget which game it was in, but, you know, guy can just flat out fly. Um, There are some concerns, you know, uh, I think uh, a couple people have brought it up on there. Uh, David Wildman, you know, on-tab contributor, had said, you know, oh, yeah, sure, the triple's great and awesome to see him hit and all that. But, you know, at the end of the play, he's diving headfirst in a play that wasn't really all that contested into third base with no hand guard on. So it's like, uh, you know, I would say just get the hand guard, protect that shit. Um, He's going to be, you know, such a valuable player. You don't want to have another injury setback like he's had for, you know, a couple of years in the minors, uh, at at least at various points throughout it. So uh, that's going to be my uh, just word of caution to him. Uh, Be careful, man. (laughs) It's only spring training right now. And like you said, you know, we, we, we love to win. We want to win. I know all those guys are trying to go balls to the wall and prove themselves early on. um, But Cool it a little bit, Luis Robert, especially on the sliding front, uh, because the hand has been an issue for him in the past. But I mean, other than that, you know, raw tools, um, the tracking fly balls down in center field looks good for the most part. Um, You know, uh, makes since he's got such great speed, uh, makes plays that are probably tougher for um, you know some center fielders look fairly routine in over the shoulder catches and whatnot. So um, love to see that. And um, other than that, man. I'm already impressed, and I can't wait to see this kid in real game action.
1: Yeah, I'm impressed too, man. Through four games, uh, he's got 10 at-bats. Four of those have gone for hits. One for a homer, one for a triple, one for a double. Um, The extra Extra base base hits are cool and tough. Extra base hits are cool and tough. You stole the words right out of my mouth. Uh, It's just going to be so awesome to see him actually playing at the Major League level. He makes everything look so damn easy. Um, You know, I I know it's only 10 at-bats, but batting 400 is Cool and tough as well um you know on base percentage 455 this is this is a guy that's going to be on base a ton i know you and uh nwi steve have talked a lot about yasmani grandal being the leadoff guy for the white Sox. i really want luis robert
0: to be that guy for the long term i think uh, that
1: yeah he's yeah he's he's got the tools man he's got the oh tools. yeah yeah you're, you're talking um, long term
0: yeah absolutely yeah. i mean nwi steve and dj have kind of been talking Immediately, like short term, like opening day lineup. yeah
1: Well, I mean, at this point in time, I know that Ricky renteria wants to, you know, put him down in the bottom of the order to just kind of shield him from this and and protect from some of the uh the I guess the the White Sox that's I should say it's a that's so White Sox thing where guys struggle right out of the gate. Um I really want him to be the guy that doesn't have to go through some of this stuff.
0: And we, we I think, deserve a prospect yeah we break immediately. We do. We
1: we absolutely do, and I I think that Luis Roberts got that kind of stuff. That he can be that guy. Uh, I'm not gonna sit there and and put all my apples in in one basket though, and say that there won't be some sort of adjustment or league adjustment to him right off the right off the bat after after some pitchers figure him out, especially in the division. But man, I, I just look at some of this stuff right now. He's already, he's got a stolen base. Um, there is some strikeout to his game, though, Johnny, and I think that's where the flaw mm-hmm. is going to come. Uh, he struck out three times in those 10 at-bats so far, and uh, just yeah. looking at this, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Johan Um this The strikeout rate might be a yeah. little bit high for it, some people's it, likings coming out of the eight here.
0: I, I agree with you on the Moncada thing, but it's in a different way because Luis Robert's a free swinger, whereas Moncada's eye was almost hurting him because he was, you know, overanalyzing. Uh, Correct. location of pitches and trying to be too patient, whereas it's the opposite end of the spectrum for Luis Robert. And he's the fact that he's a free swinger and he likes when he's going to try and go get it. And, you know, it could be a nasty breaking ball that ends up falling off the table on him. So I, I I think that's part of the deal, though, uh, with that great, uh, you know, raw athletic ability and his hit tool. Um, with that, you're just going to get that sometimes and you have to take it. Uh, that's just my view on it. Uh, I would, you know, obviously don't want to see anyone strike out ever, but, you know, this is game baseball uh, and strikeout. That's our big part of it now, especially uh, in the modern era, you know, uh, go big or go home, I guess, uh, all or nothing. So hopefully we get a lot of all from Luis Robert. So, uh, yeah. all right, let's let's move on because uh, we got a couple more here in the standout section. Uh, Wild thing himself, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, you talk about another guy who's at the top of the stat sheet here after one week. Um yeah. this guy, uh, I love the power, man. I, I know it was a hanger, uh, a guy left one out for him. But um, if you're not able to crush those in spring training, what makes you think that he's going to be able to crush those at, uh, you know, wherever he starts uh, this season, you know, uh, probably double AA, A, triple A, I guess. I, I don't know exactly what the plan will be for him there. Um, but uh, that, that was good to see. You just love the raw power. You know, that people have talked about him being uh, the best pure hitter in, in last year's draft class. And he's starting to show flashes of that tone
1: yeah he is and and outside of the home run you know i love the home run um this dude's walked three times in 11 at bats so far he's got a good eye and he's going to he's going to take his walks i think that that's exceptional uh obp sitting at 533 right now um and he's hitting 364 again these are small sample size stuff it's easy to just get you know look at some of this stuff, be like wow this, you know he's, hit, he's hitting over 350 with uh with an over 500 obp this is great but it is a small sample size. I like the fact that he's taken his walks and the patience that he threw on that ha- that he had on that hanger was incredible. He waited that thing out and he identified mm. that that yeah. thing was going to be. Uh, it was like a beach ball to him.
0: You yeah, know? It's, like, it's, it's, it's easy to swing out of your shoes on those. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that no, can be. No, funny. it is. We see it on the north side. Look at Javi Baez, man. He he would he would be corkscrewed into the ground right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that that's just it's it's been awesome to watch him hit. Um, some, I, I, I want to say higher level pitching than what he's been used to um, so far. I mean, he's played at the at the bottom bottom tier minor leagues uh, so far. So I, I think right now for me, it's not unrealistic for him to start this year at double A. And I, that, I think that that's where I want yeah. him to start. That's where I, I hope he excels.
0: I, I could see a brief uh, Winston-Salem uh, stint and brief and meaning like maybe like three weeks to start, uh, just if they're going to take things slow. And obviously, I don't think he's on the track to come up this year. Um, there'd have to be some major injuries and, uh, you know, some clearing too uh, on the roster for that to happen. So I don't see it. I could. So that's why I say uh, I could see the brief stint. Uh, single A to start the season. So um, I think you summed it up well, though. Uh, impressive stuff from Andrew Vaughn early on. I also love that. Just one last note before we move on to uh, the one pitcher on our group here, Aaron Bummer. Uh, one last note on Andrew Vaughn. I love that. If you saw the NBC Sports uh, Chicago story, I believe it was like a week ago, I think right before the game even started, uh, Andrew Vaughn wants to wear number 99 when he gets to the show uh, in honor of Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> wild thing. I love it. That's, you better walk you better walk up to it then.
1: He he has to. Like what is there any other question? Like can you not? Can yeah, you no, not you walk have, up to that? You
0: have to. It's required. If you're going to wear 99,
1: you have to. You have to stay on brand. Staying on brand is cool and tough. Yeah.
0: There we go. And, and I think VR.
1: Andrew, Andrew Vaughn could be a very cool and tough player on the South side for a long no, time.
0: I think so too. Um, I, I love it. I love to see it early. Let's hopefully that uh, keeps rolling for all those guys offensively. And then we see some resurgent from uh, the other guys that will be in the struggle category here. So, um, all right. In, in the standouts here, Aaron bummer, uh, this, he's only been in one game, I believe. Um, but man, uh, the, the, I'm just going off a straight movement. Uh, it looks nasty. I would not want to hit it. Tone. No, um, I, I,
1: I don't wanna face Aaron Bummer ever in my life. I never will, but I would not want to be an opposing hitter uh up against Bummer. And you know, this the stat cult loves Andrew Bummer. Um and Andrew Bummer
0: <laughs> Just botching his name just for them.
1: Just botching his name. Um they they, they love him. They love Bummer, dude. It's 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 amazing how he has just come out of nowhere what was it 2018 2018 yes when he when he made his debut uh he looked terrible and then has just figured it out
0: back at spring training two years ago just to kind of do this ties into what you're talking about um the Andrew Kinsler and I I don't know if you've ever heard the uh Kenny Chesney song um trying to think it uh, reality it might be where like one of the lyrics is uh yeah some days it's a bitch it's a bummer we'd say you know uh yeah some days it's a bitch Aaron bummer's pitching <laughs> like you know but when he was still having those struggles so uh to see him like you'd said come full circle and be one of the most dominant relievers get a five-year contract uh with the white Sox is awesome
1: yeah i mean dude i'm surprised they actually locked him up for the five-year term that they at, at the rate that they got him for, it's it was that's a I know how we like to classify things as that so white Sox for a lot of the like the bad stuff that goes on. But that's so White Sox is locking a player up on a on a team friendly contract for multiple years, yep. getting through all those years and and just having an asset there that God forbid like this thing whole like the whole thing blows up. Bummer becomes one of your most movable assets if he continues on this trajectory. Like yep. it's 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 awesome to see that. Yep. Um, Good point. Yeah. Uh, he actually came into the show 2017, 2018. He struggled a little bit. Opponents were hitting 301 off of him, um, and then reduced that down in 2019 to a 184 um, with a whip of 0.99. I mean, that's that's incredible stuff. Um, the movement on the ball is incredible um dude he's just nasty man he's nasty
0: Make it nasty, Aaron Bummer. That's the thing that's going to have to transition over from my uh, four feathers. Um, you know, for, for Patrick Kane, whenever he has a ridiculous move, it's always been make it nasty. Uh, I think Aaron Bummer will be getting some of those this year, and I believe a prospect, uh, Wilkin Cannon, even got one because he had a really nasty slider too. Uh, you that did, he rung you someone up give on. Give him Cannon some, uh, yeah. some credit there on the. Uh, it was yeah. Johnny Ninety Tweet Machine. It it was, it was nasty. It was nasty. So you uh, summed up well on Bummer there uh, when you talk about you know. That's so White Sox, it's nice that we're going to finally be able to highlight some positive things. Uh, like you had said, the team-friendly deals. Just think about the past ones in uh, Jose Quintana, Chris Sale. Uh, obviously, they ended up being major assets uh, to move to um, kick off this whole rebuild. So, um, like you had said, God forbid anything blows up. But if it does, uh, you're going to get some value for Aaron Bummer there. Um, and then if not, if he's staying here, uh, hey, he's performing at a high level for – Fairly cheap for the club, so that's great. I uh, love to see it. Uh, I added in a name here that I didn't uh, say at first uh, because he pitched early in the week, so I kind of forgot about it. But uh, Dylan Cease looked good in his first go-around, uh, Tony. Uh, two innings. Uh, he had three hits uh, but struck out three as well. Um, I w- was impressed with what I saw uh, from Cease early on. So, I mean, not a whole lot to touch on there, but um, looks like command's improving, and obviously that was something he knew he had to work on and has been working on it all offseason.
1: Well, one of the things that we talked about a lot last year was trying to get Cease through those two innings without yeah. giving up a long ball, uh, without giving up a ton of runs. And in the early going here, uh, again, small sample size, looked good. Um, no walks went, is big too. No walks is big too. Didn't get himself into too much of a jam uh, at all because it just seemed to be his theme all last year was yeah. early, jams that he would have yeah. to work himself out of
0: oh, um, what, what were we at the game the day game of the met series last year where he was dueling with zach wheeler and it felt like it was over by the second inning just because he got shellacked
1: yeah uh, i believe we were at that game um and then uh just every other time we watched him dude it was the second inning was just his achilles heel man um it just he, he couldn't figure out how to just go one, two, three one, two, three through the first two. And that's something that we'll keep an eye on here. Um, Obviously, outside of Reynaldo Lopez, he's kind of my guy that I've got an eye on right now to to just watch and say, like, is this guy going to be a starter long-term? So, I don't know. Uh, I want to see him just cruise through four innings of baseball at some Mm -hmm. point in this early going here. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be spring training as much as it is going to be April and May. But I'd like to see him start cruising through through four innings and and getting through the f- the, f- the first time through the order, um, not hitless, but like just as close to it as possible. Because you mm-hmm. want to see him build that confidence and, and start to go deeper into ball games without having those thirty pitch innings. Uh, because yep. that takes a toll on him, especially when you're starting to talk about you know August baseball when you've got five games in a row where you threw thirty forty pitches in the second inning and you're up your pitch counts up at 80 90 in the fourth fifth that's not good you you want to you want to be able to see him start to cruise and just put things um you know put batters away early and save some of those bullets for later in games and, and not tax the bullpen the way that he mm-hmm. had to be ta- like the bullpen had to be taxed um in 2019
0: yeah, so you, you talk about, you know, taxing obviously physically and uh, just throwing a uh, great volume of pitches and then also taxing on the bullpen arms too. Uh, but I think uh, one thing that you didn't highlight that I will is the uh, mental tax that it can take on you too. Mm-hmm. As a young starter, uh, you're still trying to establish yourself in the league. Um, you know, uh, it can shake confidence. Uh, absolutely can. And, you know, he knows he's got the skill uh, to be uh, an elite top, of the, top end of the rotation uh, starter. But, you know, when you keep repeatedly, you know, get, you know, shellacked early on in games, it's going to wear on the confidence and you're going to question yourself. Oh, do, hey, I, d- do I really does, have the ability to do this? Does that matter though? Because what's, what's his spin rate on his fast? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I forgot the mental side of the game doesn't matter. So, all right, we'll move on. Uh, we'll save stack cold stuff for a little bit later. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's time for uh strugglers. Now we did the standouts and uh, a lot of these are pitchers, Tony. So we don't need like, we, you know, kind of went in depth on each of those standouts there and it was worthwhile, but uh, we don't need to go too, too in-depth here on the struggles. Uh, I'm just going to mention them uh, to let people know where they are. So uh, Caleb Ferrer, Calvin Herrera, Zach Thompson, Jose Ruiz, Evan Marshall, Edwin Encarnacion before the uh, back stiffness issue, and Nomar Mazzara. But he was better today. I'll give Mazzara credit there, um, and I've been really hard on him, but I will give him credit where it's due. uh was better today, but all those other guys um, kind of struggling. Caleb Ferrer uh, had a disastrous go around uh, in his uh, couple of games that he's been in. Um just, you know, got tagged for, you know, I think it was like three, four runs uh, in, in that quick 2.1 in, or 1.1 inning span. Uh, and not great Bobby Arias through the roof there. Kelvin um, Herrera, he struggled in his as well. Um, it's, you know, a guy that we're going to want to bounce back and he was similar to, uh, Frere in that ERA, uh, column there, uh, just for what it is. And Grant, like I said, it's only one inning. So these are small sample sizes. So take this with a grain of salt. We're just letting you know how guys performed, uh, from what we've seen so far. Um, Evan Marshall. Um, like I said, hitters have such an advantage over these pitchers early on um, and they are just working uh, back into it, but uh, Evan Marshall in his two innings, uh, he, he has gotten touched up for, uh, I believe, two runs as well uh, and then I don't know if he had, no, at least he's not walking too many guys, so um, Jose Ruiz, though, is walking guys. Um, that's a guy who's been a project. Um, you know, he's got some raw uh, ability uh, in his velocity and whatnot, but uh, man, he's got to have the command. We saw that uh, when he was at the Big league level last year, um, we got to see him harness the command if he's going to be um, a-, a piece uh, of this bullpen in any way. Um, uh, Edwin, uh, he had a little bit of a rough go of it, uh, striking out a you know a lot <laughs> they'll say uh, e- early on. You know, uh, a high strikeout percentage, so uh, Beck Sniffness was probably playing a little bit of a part in that, but um, he'll, he'll get it rolling. He's a veteran; uh, those guys too. The thing about it. young guys are really have something to prove, whereas veterans can kind of coast for a little bit and. <laughs> No, that can happen. So like I said, don't discount the injury too, because back stiffness would probably be tough to swing with. So, um, and then Nomar Mazar, he, he was hitless all week until and he'd been playing fairly frequently. Uh, you know, they wanted to see what they've got in guy, uh, Try and get him in the flow early. Uh, he was not in the flow early, but then he finally, I said, I put out a GIF and I, I need to reread the uh, caption on it because I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I had to cue up the family guy laughing ostracist right for after this. Said, Mazara is hitless, Nomar, N-O-M-A-R. <laughs> that was Friday against the Indians. And then he had a he had a hit in a walk today too against the Angels in that big inning. So um good to see from Nomar mazara at least improving uh in the very recent games here. So uh any thoughts on these strugglers so far?
1: First off, you're not even a dad and you're making dad jokes about Nomar Mazzara. Um so I credit you right there. That's that's pretty excellent stuff. <laughs> you Your uh your father your father would be proud, Johnny. Um, you know, I I bet he's full of dad jokes, Mr. Nani. Um but uh yeah. Strugglers. Um, I'm just going to I'm just going to preface this with uh, Edwin Encarnacion. I went to Top Golf yesterday um, and I swung a golf club for like the first time in, in a very long time. And my back is just stiff as hell. Like, I think you and I were talking on the phone earlier today uh, when we were planning this episode. And I'm like, dude, I, I went out to the to the range last night and I, I swung a golf club and I'm walking around like a hunchback. I can't imagine swinging a baseball bat today. So uh, I'm out of shape. I'm an out of shape. Uh, you know, just I'm a pro at being out of shape at this point in time. Um, Edwin Encarnacion is a veteran. I'm sure he kind of laid off the workouts maybe. I don't know. I don't know what his off-season plan is. But I just know one thing. Having a stiff back sucks ass. And today I was able to work through things and and flip some burgers on the grill. But that was even a struggle for me. To get that done, so I can't imagine that swinging a baseball bat against you know players throwing 90 miles an hour uh, down the down the middle of the plate is an easy thing to do. Yeah. So I can I can kind of commiserate with the back stiffness that Edwin Encarnacion is feeling, probably for totally different reasons. I mean, this guy's a gamer. He's a veteran. He's probably in. I don't know. I don't want to say the best shape of his life. The
0: right shape, shape of his life season. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Let's let's not let's not go into the season saying that Edward Encarnacion is in the best shape of his life, please. Like, hold. Uh, so maybe he's like in that shape of his life right now. Uh, back stiffness sucks. Uh, we know we're going to see a lot of bombs from Edward Encarnacion this year, so I'm not too worried about that. Uh, Evan Marshall is probably the one name on this list that that's kind of surprising to me. Um, I know you said he wasn't walking a lot of people. Um, but still, um, I, I still view him kind of in the same, uh, range as Aaron bummer there in the, uh, kind of the setup role. You want to see him succeed. Um, again, this all just goes back to small sample size. I'm just happy that we're talking about actual in-game action instead of just off season bullshit at this point in time, but you still want to see Evan Marshall, uh, doing his thing. Uh, if I go through the Zach Thompson, Calvin Herrera, Caleb Freire guys, uh, you know, just you didn't know what you're going to get out of these guys anyway, coming into this. I think Kelvin Herrera might be the the exception to uh, those three names right there where um, you're kind of looking for a bounce back year from him. But again, this is some spring training stuff for as much as we, uh, we propped up the guys who have, have done well um, and uh, you know, really taken um, a liking to the Nikki Delmonico year and Mercedes type performances uh, take those with a grain of salt, take these with a grain yep. of salt as well Is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yep. I do wanted to second that too, uh, just so everybody knows we're not getting too analytical here, but it's just what we've got, what we've got to talk about. And it's so great to talk about actual white Sox baseball um, instead of, you know, just BS and speculation and whatever uh, throughout, uh, like we did throughout the off season. So um, like you said, Take it with a grain of salt, but uh, it's stuff to keep uh, in mind as spring training rolls forward here uh, and gets into the month of March. All right, so um, the last thing here before we get into the fun stuff, Tony, is uh, injuries, unfortunately. So uh, the guy that we were just talking about, Edwin Encarnacion, uh, back stiffness, and then Jace Fry, uh, he, he is heads. I don't know if it's stiffness or whatever, but they said dealing with the sore back. Um, they're both working back into action. I believe Fry was supposed to throw um you know, sideline today, and then uh, Encarnación was going to swing yesterday, test it out, see how it feels. So, um, those guys, doesn't sound like anything major should be on the men uh, very soon. Um, you know, Gio Gonzalez, um, don't know if he's slated yet. I, I haven't seen the full week thing because when Chuck tweeted the picture, I think it only had like, you know, Sunday, Monday, and then a little brief bit of Tuesday. Um, I'm sure we'll get that full plan out uh, tomorrow, though. Uh, Daryl Van Schoen always usually tweets it, but um, Gonzalez, I know he was throwing sidelines, uh, you know, the couple like must have been like third or something, I thought I saw a tweet um, where he, you know, thrown like a 25 pitch bullpen or something like that. So uh, good to see Gio Gonzalez on the mend. Uh, Lucas Giolito chest. Uh, he said um, it's reported that he will throw a sideline on Tuesday. And then Ricky Renteria most recently said that uh, Gio will get a start uh, later this week. That's Lucas Giolito, not Gio Gonzalez. Um, so. Good to see. Uh, it'll be nice to see, uh, you know, uh, All Star from last year uh, finally in some game action down in Glendale. Uh, yeah, it's Monty Grandal. Uh, he was part of that initial injury dump when uh, they first got down to camp uh, with the calf strain. But he, he even then, even like right after that injury report came out, he was still, you know, catching, uh, you know, uh, bullpens, and then uh, he's working on the side. And uh, Chuck Garfine reported that. Uh, Yasmani Grandal will catch a B game on Wednesday. So uh, that does it. Nothing too, uh, to be too concerned about. Just want to keep you updated on where guys' statuses are um, uh, on the injury front. So that's it for um, all that content, Tony. So let's move into the fun stuff. Um, I'd mentioned that pitching schedule that got tweeted out. And uh, Alex Calme going to make his spring training debut. Uh, he's throw for the first time tomorrow. He's on the list of pitchers. So Stat Colt, cover your eyes. I can't wait to see Alex Calame throw, because I know what's going to happen. I already
1: know it. It's not going to be a safe situation. He's going to struggle a little bit. He's going to give up a few hits, maybe a few runs. And we're going to start this whole, is Alex Calame the White Sox closer debate on
0: White Sox Twitter? Um, is is that not what's going to happen, Johnny? No, like, you're, you're 100% right. You are Spot on. I was just gonna say that. Uh, I'm glad you brought up this scenario. Uh, yeah, the scenario. Yeah, the debates are gonna be flying. I'm sure we'll see an article or two. Hell, some of our guys uh, in the Stat Colt, N.W.I. Steve or uh, DJ, uh, they they may uh, go and rehit that issue. And guys, we love you if you're listening. Uh, but <laughs> we gotta call it call it out when it's stack Colt.
1: We do, we absolutely do, and I hope uh, I'll just butcher his name again on purpose this time. And uh, Andrew Bummer is gonna be our closer <laughs> this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that you're going to see those pieces start flying uh, when, like you said, not, not a safe situation for Kalame. A. Um, but, you know, that doesn't matter because the mental side of the game doesn't matter, Tony. Uh, they've already told us that. So, um, you know, human emotions don't matter either. So it's all about spin rate. It's all about robots.
1: About robots. Yeah. We want robots playing the game. Exactly. We want robots. In the, no, we want ro- robot. the we want numbers robot umpires and robot baseball players.
0: Tony, didn't you know that the numbers play the game, not the humans? Correct. Let's just run this in a
1: simulation. Yeah,
0: simulation, black mirror shit. Black mirror, white socks,
1: you know, like, <laughs> you know, let, let's just like, like, why, why even have living, breathing players play the game, Johnny? Like, let's just, you know, we could, we could run this all through like, some sort of computerized, build- Yeah, you know, like, and then we can place our bets appropriately based on how the computer is going to work.
0: Yeah. Well, let's build a league of all Mike Trout position players and all Garrett Cole pitchers. Wouldn't that be great? It would. It would
1: absolutely be great. I just want to figure out how you're going to, you know, get through all the ties that happen. Uh, Yeah. You know, at at the end of the day, there's there's nothing but pure factual analysis, uh, just just factual analysis and stats and everything that's out there. Computer algorithms, throw it all into the into the compute machine and it all it'll spit out a perfect tie at the end of every baseball game.
0: Yeah with unbelievable spin rates and exit velocities and uh, all that bullshit. So I yep. uh, can't wait yep. to see it. Black Everything's
1: Mir- in a dome. Everything's got to be in a yeah. dome too. Black you know, mirror get rid yeah. of the weather.
0: Yeah. Can't, can't have any too many variables. Um, And it's tough to predict. So like you said, all controlled. So uh, black mirror, white socks. That's what we're going to call that. All right. uh, Next thing here uh, we talked about. um, Nice to have the warm weather, man. Uh, You kind of touched on it a little bit at the beginning. But uh, hit us with what your setup was looking like in the garage uh, because the weather was beautiful today. So I,
1: I, I walked out into the garage today and I still have all my patio furniture, you know, just shoved in there. And then, you know, I get a little bit lazy over the winter. You know, you open up a new case of beer, you throw your beers in the beer fridge, and you you maybe don't bring it all the way to the recycle bin. So there's a few cases of beer just laying out there. There's a ton of leaves, a bunch of crap. Um, You know, you keep the Christmas tree out there. uh, So that's still not, like, packed away perfectly up on the shelf that it should be in. So I walked into a fucking disaster Um, when I walked out into the garage today and the weather was beautiful, I'm like, all right, let's just get this done, packed all that crap away, moved some stuff around, broke down all the cardboard boxes, got everything set up. Um, I've got the nice couch out there, uh, the TV, everything like that. So finally got the garage cleaned up enough that I can enjoy a game of White Sox baseball out there. Johnny, you got to take it a few games, uh, from, from the garage last year. It's uh, we, we actually recorded a few socks on taps out there last year as well. Um, it's a good place to watch the game um, and, and just grill and, and I, the only thing I didn't get to do today was play some bags. That's just because nobody came over to play bags. Um, I know you were hanging a little a uh, little bit over from from last night. you had a, you had a good night and we'll talk about that over on our other show, Four Feathers Pot tonight. Uh, we'll talk about what you did last night, but uh, dude, the garage is back in working order now. I'm happy. Uh, that I got to go and watch a baseball game out in the garage today. It's it, I got to do that all last summer, and man, like I said earlier in this episode, dude, like I was just waiting for this, this day. Like I've been waiting all winter for this day, where I get to sit out there, enjoy some good weather, some grilled meats, and some beer and White Sox baseball. I, I was I was happy as a clam today, man. It was it was great.
0: Yeah, I, I love uh, Casa de Marchese. Uh I, I love the garage setup, Tony. Uh, it's always a great time, like you had said, uh, recording socks on taps out there, uh, catching games, drinking some beers, uh, grilling up some food. Um, always a good time. I can't wait to get back there. We'll schedule one uh, that's a little more ahead of time, not uh, you know last minute planning. Um, and we'll definitely get, uh, together for a spring training game or two. And then obviously plenty throughout the season. Um, but one comment on that, that I had, you know, now that you said that it's back in working order and just, I was just thinking back to times that we watched, you know, out last year, um, the person who's got to be happiest. I know you are obviously that you're getting, you know, it's cleaned up and everything's ready to go, but the person that's got to be happiest that the garage is back in working order at Casa de Marchese is Ross Dettweiler. When we watch games in there, he's electric. Shutting down you know the Minnesota what? Twins.
1: You know what? That that's really funny. You say that is that the first game that uh, that we got to watch Ross Detweiler was pitching today, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. You know that, that's that's really funny. You know, I think that was one of the first games we watched last year in the garage was a Ross Detweiler game. Yes. And it's it, it all comes full circle now. That garage. I, I need I need a Ross Detweiler frame jersey in that
0: garage, dude. It. I swear to God, if people don't know uh, what we're referencing here, last year, me, Buzz, Comiskey, Andrew Kinsler, uh, and a few other uh, on tap guys, uh, we, we went over to Tony's garage. I believe this is in like mid-June, early June maybe. Um, went over, watched the game, a beautiful night um, outside, you know, throwing bags on the driveway and whatever, uh, doing our usual, drinking beers, grilling out food, um, all that good stuff. But it was a Friday night game against the Twins. Um, yeah, we were all feeling good, and we we're like, "Oh shit!" Well, Ross Detweiler's on the mound. We we'll probably have to drink a ton just to just like even forget that this game even happened. No, Ross Detweiler went out, and I believe he threw like was it at least five shutout against the Twins. And it was something. Play, it but... was like five, six and this great is a, this, innings
1: of baseball from Ross Detweiler.
0: This is a Minnesota Twins team that set the home run record last year. They hit the most home runs of any team in MLB history. And they couldn't touch Ross Detweiler because we were in the garage watching together. So that's why I had to bring that up. Uh, it's, I would love the old Bud Light commercials, Tony. It's only crazy if it doesn't work.
1: Absolutely. And now, like I said, like probably need to get some sort of Ross Detweiler memorabilia in the, in the garage at this point in time because it, it's just all come full circle for me, man. Uh, and the Sox won today. Detweiler was on the mound. It's only crazy if it doesn't make sense. It's only crazy if it doesn't work, dude. Like, I'm not, I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Um, that garage and something about it. Ross Detweiler on the mound. socks win every time.
0: Yeah, uh, I love it. Uh, I can't wait. And I mean, hopefully we're not watching any Ross Detweiler starts there. Um, But hey, if we end up doing it, you you know where we're going to be meeting. You know, we're going to be meeting in Tony's garage uh, for those games if we're not at the ballpark uh, that day. But, um, you know, uh, one thing, if you're talking about memorabilia for Ross Detweiler to hang in the garage, um, I, at the one Oh eight after party, you know, they have, or excuse me, not at the after party, this is back at Festivus back in December, they have a white elephant gift exchange. Um, and you know, you just put yours down on the table and then they, uh, announce it and everybody just goes up and claims one, uh, randomly. I got a Matt Davidson, a uh, nice picture, uh, autographed picture of Matt Davidson. Um, I really wish that would have gotten a Ross Detweiler one we could have hung that in the garage.
1: Oh, that would have been perfect. I mean, Matt Davidson, that's a name. That's a White Sox rebuild name right there, Johnny. Yep. Like when we go back and look at and look back towards, you know, like the, I'm hoping we're talking about like a world series winner in the next four or five years. Um, but then we look at the rebuild as a whole, we're going to forget about some of these guys just right off the surface. The, the, oh, Despagnes, the Matt Davidson's, the, Ross Detweilers. Urban Santana. Urban Santana's. Um, you
0: know, Alan all... Hansen.
1: Oh man. Alan mm. Hansen. That was that was one that I thought that they should have re signed too. Um back in the uh Back in the day there, there. Um, there,
0: was, there were spurts, but then I was like, as like, eh, like, yeah, and obviously it's all patchwork then when you're getting through the rebuild. But then I look back at his numbers and I was like, oh, his war was dog shit.
1: <laughs> you know, well, and that's the thing, too. It's easy to fall in love with some guys who might even have a negative war just because they they did, you know, something in two or three games that. that yeah. Yeah. You know. And the thing is,
0: or if it's like an iconic moment or like a really clutch moment, I think that kind of gives you, uh, you know, a little bit of extra like attachment to guys. Um, Will, Will Yomer Sanchez be in this list? Yeah, I don't know. I think the personality kind of overtakes that and people aren't going to forget that people ain't going to forget him, you know, uh, as as it's monsooning out uh, on the south side. They're not going to forget him going up the top steps of the dugout, getting all the fans riled up and dumping the, you know, the Gatorade bucket over himself or his famous walk off celebrations, uh, either dumping it, you know, on himself as a guy crosses home plate or on, uh, you know, uh, one of his teammates. That's not the one that hit the home run. I think that kind of stuff just sticks in your memory.
1: Will people forget that Matt Latos was on the 2016 White Sox? I think
0: there's controversy around him, so people will remember the name a little bit more than some of the other guys that were just like you know, uh, just like I said, patchwork uh, for filling out a roster during those rebuild years. There's enough controversy that people remember his names, but yes, I do think he ends up falling into that group because as we're talking about Dylan Ceases and Lucas Giolito's of the world, and you know, possibly signing a you know another free agent pitcher next year. Um, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. So yeah, he will be part of that list.
1: Yeah. It'll be fun to go look back at the 2016 through 2019 white Sox Once we do enter that new era of baseball, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to go back and take a deep dive on like a, off-season socks on tap episode here and look at some of these names and just kind of, you know, bring up, you know, white Sox history here. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't think we're far enough
0: removed from it yet. We're not far
1: enough removed. We're not far enough removed, like bookmark this and we'll talk about it in five years.
0: Yep. Totally with you. Um, all right. Uh, let's get to our last couple of topics here in the fun stuff. And then we're going to wrap things up for this episode of socks on tap. Um, We talked about the warm weather. Uh, Another place where it's going to be warm is uh, down in spring training when Andrew Kinsler and I will be out there. Um, that will be march 18th through the 22nd if you're you know a weekly socks on tap listener you probably are sick of me saying this but i just wanted to remind everyone um because you know it's always a great time if you can get out to spring training i highly recommend it and if you're going to be there uh, please tweet at me um you know send me direct messages are open um feel free i'd love to meet up with some socks fans down there uh, it'd be a great time and then i'd shared the tips um on last week's episode me and buzz uh, did and i kind of you know said tips for planning a su- successful spring training so if anyone you know i've seen some people out there i think tom paints has been out there um there is uh, what's his name uh scott garcia i believe uh you know he lives out in la so he, he made the trek over for the early games right when they got going so if they used any of those tips i really hope they helped out um and if you have d- differing ones or other tips for me uh feel free to tweet them at me or at socks on tap so uh, i just wanted to cover that and like i said uh 18th through the 22nd of march i'll be out there for uh wrapping up the last four games uh down at the ranch and at the facilities there. So. So um, other than that, Tony, um, this weather, like you had said, if we get weather like we did today back here in Chicago um, for opening weekend, hopefully it stays that way. I mean, those tailgates are going to be absolutely wild. And obviously, uh, we've hammered it home, but we just want to continue the reminders because we want to have the biggest party possible out there and not be opening day tailgate, socks on tap, uh, Socks on 35th, um, White Sox Dave's going to be out there. Um, It's going to be a blast. So I absolutely can't wait.
1: Dude, it can't come soon enough at this point in time. I think we've hammered it home. Like, we're going to be there, lot B opening day. Uh, we're going to be there, lot B on the first Saturday. And then throughout the uh, the first home stand, we will probably have representation in lot B almost every single game. Um, I know I've got tickets, I think, to that Monday and Wednesday.
0: Yeah, I'll probably so then we alternate at least, after that. Yeah,
1: we start alternating. I'll probably be out there that Monday, Wednesday. I know you're going to be there, I think, that Tuesday. Yeah. Um, We're going to be there that whole first week. Come have a beer with us. I know that a lot of these are day games, so a lot of people are going to be working. Um, I'm expecting some some very low attendance um, at those games. um, So the Cubs fans can uh, can, you know, rip on us, get their yearly photo. Yeah, get their yearly photo. I'm assuming sometime like April, like second or third or whatever that is, will be the photo that gets taken and then shared around uh, Twitter, whenever, uh, we want to talk about white Sox attendance problems. Um, but you know, that is what it is. Um, if I had a dollar for every time I saw a Cubs fan tweet that, uh, the Sox fans, you know, their Sox have no fans. Uh, I'd be rich. We wouldn't have to be doing these podcasts and I wouldn't have to go to work every day. Um, and that'd be nice. So, um, let us find a way to set that up, Johnny. Uh, I want, yeah. I want some commissions uh, on that. Um, that's all I really have for the fun stuff, Johnny. Yeah. I'm just excited to be out there at Lappy. Like yeah. I think, I think I said this to you the other day. Like I may, I may shed a tear when I get to Lot B because it's my mm-hmm. happy place. It's my it's it's home. It's like a second home. And just getting out there with everybody. Um, the second I smell Pete Hand light up a cigar, um, and you know I'm drinking a beer. You know we're talking about White Sox baseball. We got Jello shots on the table. We've got a cooler full of of Bushlight, Miller Light, Budweiser. Um, and every other, you know, domestic draft beer, whatever that's, that's available to anybody because everybody on tap drinks a different <laughs> brand of beer. Um, you know, we'll, way we'll, she have goes. A, we'll have a cooler of, of every type of beer. We'll, we'll have Coors for Jake. Um, we'll have, you know, just anything that you can imagine, uh, out there. We'll have craft beers as well for those who, uh, enjoy craft beers. We'll have everything. It'll just be, yeah. it'll be great. But the second that we're out there, um, the ballpark mix that you did an excellent job creating is, is pumping through the speakers and, you know, you smell Pete hand, uh, light up a stogie and, you know, we're just all talking about white Sox baseball, getting excited. That's going to be the the happiest moment probably for me, uh, since the last time I got to crack a beer in lot B and I'm, I'm so excited just to be out there with everybody, see everybody at the ballpark, the one Oh eight guys, uh, everybody else from uh, that comes down to the 108 and, and, and talks baseball, White Sox Twitter, just in general. I'm hoping to see NWI Steve out there at the ballpark, all the on tap contributors, um, too many to name at this point in time. It's like a second family, man. It's like showing mm-hmm. up to church on Sunday. It, it's it's just it's a community. It's an excellent thing. I love it. Um, I just can't wait to be out there, um, see everybody, um, and and talk White Sox baseball, have a few beers and, and just enjoy uh, a good time. So that's, that's yep. where I'm at with this. I've, I've, I've you, set my piece.
0: You sparked about three quick ideas here that I'm going to run through. Then um, I echo what you said. Can't wait and totally like the part that you said about it being a community because it really is. And it's awesome. A lot of people that I would not have met if it weren't for White Sox, Twitter and on tap sports net. So the um, uh, can't wait for that. But uh, three comments on that. I, uh, one, uh, two of them go hand in hand. Uh, one, yes, The thank you for mentioning the White Sox ballpark mix. Um, just a reminder for anyone that uh, doesn't know what that is, I take a bunch of sound bites uh, that are White Sox related and then songs that can either be White Sox related or just good pump up songs, good tailgate songs, whatever the vibe is there. I use a lot of the classics in volume one. Uh, if you want that one, if you ever need them, feel free to DM me and I can send you the links. Um, but volume two is pinned to my Twitter profile at Nani Johnny right now. So um, you can go and download that. Uh, and. You know, I put it in the tweet, you know, uh, listen to it to get pumped up for baseball on the south side. That's exactly what it's for. Uh, A lot of good sound bites in there. So uh, we'll have that pumping, like you'd said, at the tailgate, both volumes one and two. Um, And then second thing was uh, you and I had been talking about possibly getting a nice little speaker set up, um, you know, uh, I'm not going to drop too many details on that, but you may, uh, you know, have a little better sound quality this year. Um, I'll not be if our plans come to fruition, Tony. Um, and then the third one was for that Saturday. Uh, you know, White Sox, David, come on the show a couple weeks ago and it said that, you know, he's trying to get the whole pig roast tailgate um, going. But, you know, they need the fire department uh, clearance on that um, kind of on me, too. I haven't went and talked to White Sox Dave really too much since then uh, regarding that topic. So uh, keep an eye out. Uh, As soon as we hear anything back from him, we'll put it out on the uh, Twitter machine from Sox on tap. So that's it. Don't, that's all I've got for uh, fun stuff. And for this episode, Johnny, uh, one last thing we wanted to do before
1: we, before we sign off. um, I'm not sure if you and and Buzz did it last week. I was, I was, I was out. Um, and I'll, um, I might preface some of that stuff with, with why I was out, but, uh, we want to get back to some shout outs. To, uh, yes. to White so Sox that, Twitter, so but, I will turn it over to you for your shout-out.
0: Yeah, so first of all, that's so White Sox because I started that, and I came up with that on the fly as we were doing an episode honestly probably like over a month ago now. You, me, and Buzz were, um, and I t- had said that, you know, oh, we're going to do this new segment and do it weekly. What do we do, of course, uh, for the last two? Totally forget about them at the end. But now it's in our rundown. We got it. Uh, the bones of the rundown will stay the same. The Just the content in between will change. So uh, shout-outs are in here. They'll be back. Um, so shout-out for Um, this week's Socks on Tap is, uh, Socks on 35th, B-Sun, uh, B-Sun, he, if you go to the link that's, I believe it's pinned to his profile on Twitter, uh, he put up some new designs, uh, that he made, you know, posters, uh, a bunch of Tim Anderson edits or some Yohan Moncada ones in there, and they are absolutely awesome uh, I, I love them uh, they're such cool designs he always does such a great job uh, the kid is a wizard when it comes to graphic design so shout out B-Sun uh, if you feel so inclined and want to support uh, an up and coming graphic designer uh, I would recommend going and buying a print from his website uh, I believe it's Chicago Designs uh, on Redbubble I believe that's where he hosts it but you can go to his Twitter profile and it'll be there but um, I also quote tweeted it and gave him a little promotion there but I just wanted to say it on here too Tone because those are awesome
1: Nice, Johnny. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and give my my shout out to a few different people. Um, uh, last weekend, I was out uh, because my brother had turned 21 uh, the week before, and uh, it's also my birthday uh, last week as well. And I got a bunch of different birthday wishes from quite a few different people. Um, Dave Farley uh, at Dave Farley 1986 wished me a happy birthday. Put uh, a firework gif out there. You know he knows I love fireworks, and uh, you know came through with a good firework gif. Um, that made my day. Um, and then a few other people. Uh, Schwartzy, um, he's a Cubs writer over at uh, ONTAP Sportsnet. Um, did some, some some gift work as well um, and uh, you know got my face on some sort of dancing thing. Um, I appreciated that. Jonda, Shy Sox Jonda, Shy Sox Weekly. Uh, we all know who Jonda is. Uh, also wish me a happy birthday. So my shout-out goes to anybody who wished me a happy birthday. I appreciated it. Um, thank you very much. Um, I had a great day. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll hopefully be able to wish everybody else that wished me a happy birthday, um, a happy birthday when it's their birthday. I'll, I'll try my best. I'm terrible at remembering people's birthdays. And, uh, so I I appreciate when somebody remembers mine. So that's that that, there, there goes my shout out.
0: Yeah. If you're like me and I'm with you, Tony, that I'm terrible at remembering people's birthdays. Um, I just write them down. That's what I do. I like to stay organized. I keep a calendar. So, um, if you didn't know, Tony's birthday was this past Wednesday. So, uh, happy belated birthday to you. I know we talked uh, and we went out to lunch a couple of days after. So, um, we'll do a little more celebrating too in the future here. So, uh, happy belated birthday to you. I guess that's a shout out to you as well then. Um, and then that, you know, that about does it I mean, mark that down, uh, <laughs> February 26th, Tony's birthday. So, um, if you need a reminder for uh, next year's, if you missed it this year. So, um, Tony, that'll do it for this episode of Socks on Tap Sunday Funday. Uh, last housekeeping make sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs, as our boy Buzz would say um and if you you know follow us on twitter at socks on tap and the main account at on tap sportsnet the main account is also on facebook that's facebook.com backslash uh on tap all one word and then uh instagram as well uh same thing instagram.com with that same backslash uh, same handle as twitter so uh once again uh koozies for reviews five star reviews and you tweet them back at us uh and we like them uh, we'll, we'll throw you some koozies opening weekend um for free if you leave us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever wherever you uh, do it, Google. I'm not sure if you can do it there or Spotify or whatever. But if you find it and do one, uh, please send it to us. So we really appreciate it. Um, Tony, final thought from you.
1: White Sox forever.
0: White Sox forever.